The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. A little earlier on the show, you might remember I spoke to Niamh Marr from Journal Media and to the influencer Holly Carpenter about their experiences on public transport, not universal experiences, but experiences they have had at different times of unwanted attention, all too often unwanted male attention and how threatened they have felt. One really interesting statistic that Niamh mentioned was a survey that suggested about 50% of women would not use public transport once it's dark outside, which I thought was absolutely remarkable. We continued this conversation now because lots of people have been getting in touch in 53106 sharing stories, stories like the ones that Niamh and Holly were kind enough to share with us. But our reporter, Sarah Madden, has been out at Pierce Street train station for us this afternoon, this evening. And Sarah, you've been asking some of the women making their way through the station there about their own experiences on public transport. What have they been saying? Yes, thanks, Kieran. Um, I'm here actually still at Pure Street Station. I've been speaking to people, as you say, who are just off the train. I also spoke with some women who were waiting for their buses on Nassau Street and those hopping on to the Lewis at Stevens Green, who I'm sure were thrilled to see me with my microphone delaying their journey. But very simply, I asked them whether or not they felt safe on their chosen mode of transport. Not at all, no. Going back to UCD, I was followed home one time from a guy sitting behind me. Um, it was when not a lot of people were on campus, so like he followed me the way back without security or anything. In that sort of a circumstance, what, what do you do? Do you start running? Do you try and keep calm? I was on the phone to my mom and I put it on speaker so he could hear I was talking to someone and I made sure to like kind of jog ahead of him. Would it put you off taking the bus? Definitely, yeah. Like I'm trying to get my driver's license so I don't have to take public transport. I use it morning and lunchtime, like I work till half one or two, so I find it fine. If it's very quiet some days, might feel a bit looking over your shoulder, but generally, no, I feel okay. Like I lived in London for five, six years, would have always taken the underground um, at all hours of the day, and I would say that felt a little bit safer. I mean, obviously when there's safety in numbers, whereas I think if you're on public transport and you're like one of two people, you're getting off at a stop that feels a little less you know, safe if it is dark. Definitely not. No, I've always felt very safe because I get the bus from Houston Station down to Abbey Street. I've just seen fights between druggies on the Lewis. Uh, If there's four four places to sit, the men might be shouting at the women and the women might be shouting at the men. But you know it's all to do with drugs. You can see it in the face and everything. Mm. Yeah. And then even sometimes, even even if it's an empty empty kind of carriage during the day, especially with with him, there there can be kind of unsavoury characters and that around. Um, but I would usually, if I was on the dart, I'd just switch carriage, um, and on the bus, I'd usually be fine because I'd be close enough to the driver. Um, you would stay close to the driver. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I've been on the twenty seven bus and there've been people like eleven o'clock at night and they come and like they harass you, especially like the, when you're getting closer towards Halla. And even on the Lewis, like, late at night, like, they just come and, like, shout at you, or, like, they won't get up when you ask them to move. Like, you just are like, please, can you move? I need to get off at this next stop. And some of them are like, no. So they're sitting next to you? Yeah. Can that be intimidating? Yeah, it is intimidating as a woman because you feel unsafe. Yeah, it's interesting, Sarah, some of the experiences you're hearing there. And they're they're kind of mirrored in the texts I mentioned that have been coming in uh, as well throughout the day on 53106. And some, it has to be said, like, perfectly happy on public transport. Yes, there, there, there certainly were, but 
um, on reflection, I, I kind of realized a lot of those women were, were traveling at busy times or, you know, certainly during the day. Um, the fear and intimidation, it really appears to sort of creep in at night or when it's dark or for those who might be traveling at times when, let's say, the transport is a bit less populated. Buses don't come uh, by time and actually it's a problem because when you uh, stay alone at a late time, it can it could be dangerous for women. I don't know what time it was, it was pretty late. And um, we had this guy who, so we sat down in the front of the Lewis, where there's no more seats in front of it, there's just like the doors. We were about one stop, two stops away or something. And he came in front of us and like he leaned really far into you, like just leaned forward over and into your face, kind of. And you just froze, like the panic in your eyes. And it was like there for like about three minutes of him just like staring down, hovering over us. And like you were terrified. Yeah. Like you could not move. You were <laughs> so he had to like grab my hand to move because I just like froze in shock. I was like, this isn't happening. This is. And he ended up getting off the same stop as us. And we had to like, it was late, but we were like, we're staying back here until we heard. Cause someone else got off and they were like a bit behind us and they stayed and we were like, hey, is it okay if we go down with you? It was like a man and a woman in like their 20s probably. I think I have a hard time identifying someone's like in the wrong or the right. The whole time like I'm trying to tell myself and convince myself that I'm just overthinking it or just if any, I'm looking around to see if anyone else notices what's happening because I don't want to say anything myself in case I make a scene. So it's more just relying on everyone else to understand what's happening and hope they notice. I would say that any time I've been made feel uncomfortable on public transport it would have been by a man. Well, I would always tell someone, like, when I'm leaving, like, I was in her house last night, so she knew when I left, mm -hmm. I was talking to my boyfriend on the way home. Well, like, I'd have him on the phone just so someone could hear a man's voice as well, so I wouldn't have my earphones in. And then I would let her know when I got home as well. Yeah. That, I feel like that's a given. I think girls do that, like, when, like, we'd always, like, make sure that you're either, like, sending your location on or, like, yeah. that kind of thing. It's just kind of like a... I think that we always would do I think and as well for like getting on public transport in the evening I would not sit next to a man I would kind of like try and like see if there's a space somewhere else not as uh, it's kind of bad because it is kind of assumptuous but you're also protecting yourself like because these things do happen sometimes uh, Sarah I mean th there's those obvious examples of intimidation uh, I mean being followed home right that's frightening uh, but I'm struck as well, and this always happens in this discussion and debate, is that some of the experiences when recounted are kind of met with nearly a rolling of the eyes by some. But sure, that's, you know, that's not that bad. It's really anodyne. What's the problem? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I kind of felt like there would be that reaction, whether it's from the text line, you're finding that. But I spoke with Dublin Rape Crisis Centre CEO, Nolene Blackwell. And, you know, after that conversation, I kind of really came home to me that these small actions can really have a big impact. Public transport is particularly uh, problematic. I cannot see how um, a man could not know that by choosing to sit by somebody else in an empty or nearly empty bus, that they wouldn't know that that's not how our society operates. Everyone knows that you try to give people their own space and their own boundaries to interfere with that is a sign that you do not mean that person well. There, there definitely is a problem for men in that they don't know what it is like to be uh, someone who is brought up knowing about this extra danger and who fear running shoes behind them, who fear someone standing too close to them or too far away from them and staring at them. I would ask every man 
every boy to try and put themselves into the place of every woman and every girl. People can be more conscious that they could seem like a threat even if they are not a threat. And then where they actually are a threat in terms of so-called banter, in terms of jokey remarks, in terms of harassment, those things are actually frightening for some people. It is harmful behaviour. It is harmful to grope a woman without her permission. It's harmful to address comments to her that she could take up as thinking that somebody was going to do something further. I mean, women can also engage in harassing behaviour. I know that against boys, for instance. We hear that. This is all true. They should stop that as well. And the impact, again, just to remember, the impact of that can be very serious on the person. You don't know whether that person has been assaulted the last time they've been on a bus or a train. You don't know what their state of mind is. You don't know what it will be like for them if they have to uh, report that in some way. So there's a real need for people to behave properly. Um, And that, to my mind, is not proper behaviour. It's Nolene Blackwell there from Dublin Rape Crisis Centre. Unconscious Sarah, that you know, one of the refrains we've been hearing throughout the day is that experiences like this make people less likely, women less likely to use public transport. I mean, have you spoken to any women who work in public transport? They don't have that choice. They're on it all the time. Yeah. Well, I did speak with one Dublin bus driver. Her name is Kathleen Owens. And just to your point, you know, she's really thought about whether she does need to be on it or not. You know, she's only been working there for two short years. But she told me that the harassment that she's experienced during that time has already had her questioning whether she should leave the role for good. Brought down, demoralised. On certain routes, it's a daily occurrence. That you're, you, I mean, you're literally you're anxious because you know it's inevitable that you're going to be abused. At some stage, you get called names, you get um, derogatory, very derogatory names, very derogatory comments. Like, um, I'm going to just say it out. The other day, it was, make me a sandwich, bitch. They know you can't do anything about it, so they just carry on. They don't allow for any comeback. If you do give a comeback, it's ten times worse than waiting for a reaction. That's not the worst of it. That's just that's the average on a daily basis, basically. Do you know what? I think I fell asleep and missed a generation because I cannot, I cannot understand the aggression that's out there. It's like <laughs> I, I. Um, compare it to do you remember Mad Max the movie (laughs) well it's like something like from that era because it's total animalistic in certain parts yes it's animalistic and basically to me I'm out doing my job just leave me alone I have a family and I want to go home to them safely without being intimidated harassed abused I was off work there for three weeks I'd hurt my back Not, not work related but I was seriously considering not going back. You know, it's it's my job. I want to do my job. And I love my job. But those particular routes, absolutely not. I, I, no. All right, listen, Sarah Madden, thank you very much uh, for that report. Sarah was at Pierce Street uh, train station uh, for us today. Joan Kildare is after getting in touch on 53106 to say, I think we seriously need to invest in proper policing and proper diversion schemes to address this problem. We have a major drug problem in most towns across the country. Weed is rampant and we just seem to think everything is okay. We're turning a blind eye to it. It is a major problem and destroying the social fabric 
of the country. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.